Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 1 Corinthians. Today is episode 457. We're looking at 1 Corinthians 16, verses 5 through 12. Let's read our passage. I will come to you after I pass through Macedonia, for I will be traveling through Macedonia, and perhaps I will remain with you, or even spend the winter, so that you may send me on my way wherever I go. I don't want to see you just now in passing, since I hope to spend some time with you if the Lord allows. But I will stay in Ephesus until Pentecost, because a wide door for effective ministry has opened for me, yet many oppose me. If Timothy comes, see that he has nothing to fear while with you, because he is doing the Lord's work just as I am. So let no one look down on him. Send him on his way in peace, so that he can come to me, because I am expecting him with the brothers. Now about our brother Apollos, I strongly urged him to come to you with the brothers, but he was not at all willing to come now. However, he will come when he has an opportunity. This is Paul's first letter to the church at Corinth, a church that has issues, a church with problems. And he's writing this letter of correction. He's finished all the corrective issues, and he is now in chapter 16, the final chapter. Last time we saw the section about the collection for the church at Jerusalem to help the poor people. Now he's talking about some travel plans as he's wrapping up this letter. Verse 5, he says, I will come to you after I pass through Macedonia, for I will be traveling through Macedonia. Well, that was the way he went on his second missionary journey, when he first went to Corinth, he was in Asia, and that's where they got the Macedonian call. So they crossed over and landed in the actual continent of Europe, what is now northern Greece, the area of Macedonia. They went to Philippi, to Thessalonica, they went to Berea. Then they traveled down to Achaia, that southern part of Greece, went to Athens, and, and then to Corinth. And they spent 18 months in Corinth. He seems to expect that that's what he's going to do again. He's going to go to Macedonia. And passing through probably doesn't just mean stop for a night here or there, but spend some time with him, working his way down to Achaia. So that's his plans to go to Philippi, Thessalonica, Berea, then on down to Corinth and spend some time with them. He says, and perhaps I'll even remain with you, even spend the winter. So he wants to spend a considerable time with them. And he says, so that you may send me on my way wherever I go. Now, send me on my way is, well, the, the implication there is provide support for my travel. Remember, one of the criticisms they had for him was that he didn't accept their support. So perhaps he's doing that as a way to include them more in his ministry and make them feel better about him more. He just honestly needs the support from them. But so you may send me on my way wherever I go is uh, the implication is so you can support me financially to prepare for wherever I go. He didn't say where he's going to go from there. He uh, indicated with the collection that he might travel to Jerusalem. Well, you know, when he is in Corinth later writing Romans, his intention seems to be to go to Rome. So he may not know exactly where he intends to go at this point. So this is what he thinks he wants to do when he's writing this letter. 
Now, we're not sure exactly at what point in his ministry in Ephesus that he sends this letter, but he's got more goings on with the church in Corinth. Now, when he writes 2 Corinthians, and we're not sure how much later that is, we get a clear picture of what has transcribed after 1 Corinthians. In the first part of 2 Corinthians, we get the indication that Paul actually makes a trip via sea, a quick, brief trip to Corinth after writing 1 Corinthians. So obviously his plans change here from what he says in verse 5. So he makes a speed run to Corinth, and it doesn't go well, and it develops into some kind of major crisis between Paul and the church in Corinth. So he sends another letter that he refers to in 2 Corinthians as the tearful letter, and he sends Titus twice. So uh, a lot more happens with the church in Corinth than we just have here. So his intentions are he's going to leave Ephesus at some point, and maybe late spring, and then head on over to Macedonia, work his way down to Corinth, spend a good bit of time there. But he ends up having to make a speed run, send him more letters, send him Titus a couple of times. They're, they're a problem, church. Verse 7, he says, I don't want to see you just now in passing, since I hope to spend some time with you if the Lord allows. There he's saying, I, I really want to spend some time with you guys. And they obviously need it. They've got a lot of issues. But as things unfold, we'll see that, oh, we don't know how much of their issues get fixed, but he does spend some time there. Verse 8, but I will stay in Ephesus until Pentecost, because a wide door of effective ministry is open for me, yet many oppose me. Pentecost is in spring. That's 50 days after Passover. So Passover generally occurs late March, early April. So seven weeks later would be Pentecost. His intention is to stay through that point in Ephesus. And the reason being because he has this door that is opened for effective ministry. What that is, he doesn't say. But he does say many oppose me. Remember earlier he talked about fighting wild beasts in Ephesus. That's probably referring to these people that oppose him. Verse 10, if Timothy comes, see that he has nothing to fear while with you, because he's doing the Lord's work just as I am. He's sending Timothy. Now, earlier back in chapter 4, he mentioned that he was sending Timothy to reinforce what he had already taught them. They know Timothy. Timothy was with Paul, and so was Silas, when they first went to Corinth five years earlier and spent 18 months there. So they know Timothy. He's not a stranger. But here he says, see, he has nothing to fear. Well, why would he have anything to fear? Well, I think the concern is that they treat him well. Timothy, we don't know a lot about Timothy, but he's probably no Paul. Paul doesn't fear anybody. Paul, I mean, the worst you can do is kill him. It's his philosophy, and it eagerly die for the Lord if that's going to propagate the gospel. Timothy may not be as bold as Paul is. It may not be the, the personality of Paul. But Paul is sending Timothy to Corinth. And since he is associated with Paul, maybe the concern is that they will treat him badly. So Paul writes in his letter, treat Timothy well, because he's doing the Lord's work. Then verse 11, 
So let no one look down on him. Send him on his way in peace so they can come to me because I'm expecting him with the brothers. So don't look down on him. Don't treat him badly. Treat him well. And he uses the same verb here to send him on his way. The, the implication being support his travel when he leaves to come back here. He ends that because I'm expecting him with the brothers. That can be read two different ways. That I am expecting him along with the brothers. We're all expecting him or I'm expecting him and the brothers that are with him. So it's not certain which way that's meant, whether Timothy's traveling by himself or with a small group, me and the brothers are all expecting them back, or Timothy has a, a group of brothers with him and expecting Timothy and the brothers back here. doesn't change the meaning, but uh, it's not certain what which way you should read that. Now verse 12. Now about our brother Apollos. When Paul uses now about, quite often that you know, we think that's referring to their letter. It sounds as if they have asked about Apollos. And probably not just asking, so how's Apollos, but saying, would you please send Apollos? We like Apollos. Apollos had been in Corinth after the second missionary journey. Apollos went to Corinth, spent some time there. Remember back in chapter one, the problem with the division, some were of Peter, some were of Apollos, some were of Paul. So apparently there's a lot of people that like Apollos there. And perhaps they've said, please send Apollos to us. We'd really like for him to come hang out with us. He says, I strongly urged him to come to you with the brothers, but he was not at all willing to come now. There's a little bit of question as to this willing. You could make the reading that it was it's not God's will that he come, or most people seem to want to make it, it's not Apollos' will that he come. Some translate this as he's not able to come. But it, it seems to be more the implication, he doesn't want to come. <laughs> he's not willing. Now, is that because of what he's got going on in his own personal schedule and ministry? Or he's heard what's going on there, and he doesn't want to go dip his toe in that mess. And perhaps he's so offended that these pe people are saying, I am of Apollos. He says, I'm not going to go feed that mess. And so we don't know exactly what the deal is here, but they're asking about Apollos. And he's saying, he's not coming now. He doesn't want to. However, he will come when he has an opportunity. So this is the, the travel schedule. It sounds simple enough. Uh, hope to come see you guys after I go through Macedonia. Well, it turns out it's a lot more complicated than that. I'm sending Timothy. Treat him well. Well, the underlying thing is there. I'm afraid you might not treat him well because you guys have been a real mess when it comes to how you're treating me and he is associated with me. You want Apollos to come? Well, he didn't want to come. Because you guys are a mess. Now, some of that's inferred, implied, and just my own interpretation of it. But that's the way I read this. It's, a, it's an ongoing problem in Corinth. It's a church that, well, it's being dominated by selfish desires. And when that happens, a church can descend into a world of conflict. And it sounds like that's what's going on in the church in Corinth.
Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we finish 1 Corinthians.